Welcome to the Windy City Benders Podcast, presented by Beer League Talk, with your hosts, Noe, Poetsy, Jerem, and Tanner. Welcome to episode 73 of the Windy City Bender Podcast, presented by Beer League Talk. This is going to be the... It's the 73. 73. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, the 73? Okay. Just call it the 73. Yeah, it's just the 73 because uh, fuck that. <laughs> uh, it's the 7 plus 3 equals 10, the sharp. <laughs> Amante. The Amante. Yeah, the Amante. Dennis Hall. Well, 2. no, wasn't, wasn't Amante the fucking already num- episode number 10? Yeah, that's why I said 2.0. Oh, well, whatever. 1.0. Okay, back at it again. <laughs> so Lewis. today we are joined with Noli. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Tanner. Oh, hi, oh. Say, hey, 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 yo. Well, Poets is not here today. Um, what a funny. sloppy intro for all of this right now. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, boys. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> well. You right. start so low, like you can only you can only go up. It's all uphill from here. Yeah, busting through those ceilings. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, funny Poets. how it goes so well every time Poets is in here. Yeah, so Maybe you should, <laughs> you should uh, figure his car situation out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, we got a little bit of hot stock today. And, 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 little, and then a little bit of NHL talk. So uh, let's uh, just. Let's get there's a, there's a few things going on around there. Let's, uh, so uh, let's just jump into hot stock. Yeah, hot stock. Let's do it. All right. What are we starting? <laughs> do it. So starting Sunday, camp? Sunday, Sunday was. We're still waiting for everybody to send their bobbleheads to us. Yeah. Uh, luckily, haven't received a single one, actually. Um, so I'm kind of surprised. But Luckily, uh, we all got our own. <laughs> we did. We did get our own. We're still accepting the ones that you guys sent out they're probably stuck in the mail or something yeah i'll sign them and keep them it's fine <laughs> sign them for yourself <laughs> just like boquist on his on his jersey for like the cpa oh <laughs> <laughs> signed it and wore it um but so yeah, yeah no it's training camp it was a blast it was a good time um yeah. the rain the rain didn't hold off the fans as they put on twitter it held off all the festivities <laughs> it was yeah, just it was a, a lie it was a line to get inside and, <laughs> and then chill there and watch uh, Brian Campbell coach a uh, AAA hockey practice. Which some of those kids could fucking snipe. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, that's what happens when you play AAA. Yeah. Poets, Poets was uh, sitting there with his phone out, and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, why are you recording the kids? And he goes, <laughs> that's creepy. He goes, I'm stealing, I'm stealing their, their, their practice uh, plays. He goes, is it bad that I'm taking this from like a bunch of mites? And I'm like, eh, it's all right. But, no, no, I think it's worse. You're videotaping it. <laughs> but first, initial, the first thing that happened, we you know, we walked in, we saw the new jumbotron. Oh my god! Oh, we saw Chris Chelios when we first walked. That's, in. We did. Okay, we did. Yeah, it was hard to miss him. You know, he was right by him. <laughs> he was so tan, couldn't miss him. Seriously, that man is—I don't know where he's getting a tan all the time, but nonstop. Yeah, but must, he must live in a tanning bed at home. That's actually where he sleeps at night. <laughs> like he's like the reverse vampire. It's just... <laughs> Needs the light. <laughs> oh, I love Chris Chelios though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we saw the new Jumbotron, and holy shit, is it tiny? <laughs> <laughs> They're overcompensating for something for sure. Yeah. Oh Definitely. my god, 
It is so fucking big and so it's, cool. It didn't move at all while we were there because it was a. Uh, it's still training camp for the. I think they're the waiting. So, yeah, and they didn't have the, the screens on underneath on the like under ring, but it was still really fucking cool to see it in some of like the startup videos and like the in between whistles like during commercial break videos and stuff was really cool too. Yeah, um, I think they're waiting to unveil the entire thing until opening night, um, but literally as soon as we walked in. Everybody was like, whoa. And I like looked up and I was like, what are you guys whoaing? Oh my God, I forgot already. And like, <laughs> Holy shit. And then, um, yeah, I feel like I stared at it for the first like 15 minutes we were sitting there. I just wouldn't take my eyes off of it. And yeah, it was it's just it's awesome. It's unreal. It does, doesn't it span longer too? Like, I, don't it wasn't, think, I think it just comes down. I don't think it goes wider. Goes here. Yeah. And um, I think they have like smoke that shoots out of it and stuff and lights that come out of it when they score. So it's going to be nuts. Like first game is gonna be wild to see that thing. Yeah, that's gonna be really fucking cool to see um, up front. But so then they got to the to the game and um, it was actually a lot better hockey than I was expecting. It was so uh-huh. physical. Yeah. yeah, a lot of guys trying to make the team. Like, I mean, we've oh. talked about it. There's not many open spots for guys to come in. So I mean, they really got to show what they're worth in starting in training camp. So it was it was a lot of fun. It was a good game. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was fun for the first, like, two periods when you got to see, like, a lot of the superstars out there. And it was hilarious to see uh, Sean Taves going at it. Oh, yeah. Every uh, single play. It was so funny. It was, like, after – there was one – I don't even – I think you might have had your head down during it, but it was uh, Sean Taves on a face-off and puck drops and Shaw just drops Taves right away. <laughs> and he stands up and two hands are right in the back of the leg. And I was like, oh, my God, there might be a scrap out here today. Well, that also – well, who scored that goal that Shaw just fucking threw down and then Taves went up and two-handed him again after it, too? Wasn't it anti-Vedan? Yeah. Yeah. Dropped yeah. them right after they shot. <laughs> it's just like, up. Oh, welcome to training camp, bud. Um, one of the most surprising things, not a player, but the penalty shot. Yes. For every penalty, and the players oh, on yeah. the ice lined up at the far blue and chased the guy taking the penalty shot into the zone, and then they played it, which is hilarious. I remember doing that in three on three hockey, like as a kid, and that was one of the funnest things. Like knowing the guys are on your ass, and you just gotta try to make a move. Most of the goals were scored that way, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and some beauties were scored. Oh, oh baby. Alex uh, Nylander. Yeah. Speaking of Nylander, he was probably one of the brightest stars of that whole training camp. And when we get into it, uh, game one of the preseason, he's he's looked good. Well, the effort's there, man. That's what the that's what they've been saying, though. The effort's not always there. But when it's there, shit. You can tell uh, that he was he was in the first round. He was in the ninth overall. Yeah, and I mean Fuck. Hey, I mean, look at what happened in Buffalo. I mean, there's guys quitting, like leaving money on the table because they're just not happy. And Ryan O'Reilly saying right. he lost his passion for hockey. Like, something's going on up there in Buffalo. But hey, Ristolainen not really loving it. That's what I. Yeah, Ristolainen doesn't even. I guess I'll come and work in in training <laughs> camp or whatever. Like, um, but no, yeah. I mean, you could see the skill is there. Like the the penalty shot that he took then, um, game one of preseason. Like his hands are his hands are moving. His his head's up to see what kind of plays he can make. He did that. What's impressive is he, those hands that he had while being chased down like that too, Mm -hmm. which is just awesome. Still gave him myself enough time to slow down and make a move. Yeah. I think one of the more upsetting parts of the training camp game was the fact that we weren't able to see Kirby doc though. Yeah. That That was disappointing. That was a bummer. Such a bummer. I was so excited to see him. Fucking mild. Yeah. Yeah, We didn't, we, we didn't record after that. So, 
games, the seventh place game at the prospect tournament. Um, it was the Wild versus the Hawks, and fucking four guys from the Hawks get taken out of the game to injury in like a minute right. and a half. Yeah. yeah, all in the same period. It was what Doc, mm-hmm. uh, Boquist, Chris. Yeah, I can't and think of who the fourth one was. Kubelik or Kershaw? No, Ker- yeah, 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 yeah. I knew it was one of those two. But like, what the fuck? Like, first off, why the hell were they playing a seventh place game in that? Like, that's so stupid. Guaranteed certain amount of games oh, so stupid but yeah, yeah but uh, overall i mean that training camp was awesome it's kind of cool seeing a little bit of everything because i mean there's so many new guys this year so yeah. it was kind of cool getting a first little look especially uh, with how many young prospects that they have that we're we keep talking about we're so excited about yeah. um but was not, not there? no he was out there he wasn't that noticeable yeah i um but uh, one guy that was noticeable, not a prospect, Gustafson, was moving the puck, and oh. he was fucking feeling it. Also, my boy, for Stieg. Yeah, for Beauty. <laughs> yeah, he you mean, was, when he, he was cool. getting the Boo Birds and he just gave a little wave and started <laughs> laughing his way off the ice. Oh, that was so funny. Um, Johnny Taze had some really nice hands. He made a lot of good plays to get around guys. I mean, granted, there's a lot of prospects out there, which he should be getting around most of those guys, but yeah. he made a yeah. lot of great offensive plays. I mean, they're, plays. Still, they're still NHL prospects. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's doing it with, like, just his hands and not really moving his feet too much. It was just like that, that, that. It, like, exactly. Looking, looking almost like a coach, like, with a little kid practice. <laughs> kind of like, like you can't touch the puck. Just shuffling <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> yeah, Definitely looks great. like he's going to go off this year again, and I'm so fucking pumped for it. If it's anything yeah. like my NHL 20, he's <laughs> points and uh, number one in the league. <laughs> So. Oh yeah. Um, if he yeah, could beat good. McDavid, I would be happy. Anything less than McDavid. Just, does he automatically go to number one on that year's list if he does? <laughs> he goes to number nineteen. <laughs> He's nineteen. He drops actually. Oh man. Um yeah, was there anything else from the training camp that like stood out to you guys? Oh well, yeah, we got a bobblehead. Oh no, um one of the best parts of the whole thing was they started playing a music video, an old-time music video, and then they just cut it halfway through, and they just go, it's T-shirt time! (laughs) And there's, like, lights shining everywhere, and Tommy Hawk came out, and he started shooting the T-shirt cannon. Yeah, he was, like, 40 feet away from us. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, it got us going. Like, I was not expecting that Your eyes got so big, you're like, like, what what is going on right now? (laughs) (laughs) They had the the new, like, shoot the puck style thing that they tried to do. Oh, yeah. Top golf. Where yeah. it was, uh, you're basically trying to leave the puck inside the circles, and each circle has a, a point value, which like is a dollar value. Yeah, equal to a dollar value, and then at the end of like the five shots, you get you have to shoot it all the way down the ice and try and score a goal. That was kind of cool. That was pretty neat. That was. But cool. I, I still I'm upset that, he, that that guy he, didn't shoot sauce. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm upset that guy didn't sauce it into an empty net. Like, come on, bud. <laughs> did they do something in the first intermission? I can't remember. Nah. I thought they did. I thought that was first intermission. Well, it was second intermission then. I don't think I had uh, second intermission. It was t-shirt time. Mm, t-shirt <laughs> time was at 8.15. <laughs> Left in the third. <laughs> the funny thing is I thought they were doing that just to like get the clock running and like the play stop. But no, they stopped the clock for that. I was. Yeah. Uh, they would have ran off probably about five minutes of that. It was fucking yeah. awesome though. Uh, but um, me and me and Tanner fantasy wise, we picked the red team. Not a big deal. We won. You know, whatever. It's fine. No, me, me and you. 
I picked white. I meant Jam. <laughs> I definitely looked at you and said Tanner. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked. I was the first one to choose a team. And you're, I know you're like, I'm picking white. And I'm like, okay, I'm going red. <laughs> yeah, white got destroyed five to one. I was yelling out, "Let's go white!" And people around me were fucking just like, "What?" <laughs> How about you the also the kid that was sitting in front of us? Oh, oh my god, god, they hated us. This you also yelled, "Oh my god, my my butthole just clenched." <laughs> Yeah, the kid turned around and stared at me for days. How about when um uh Liner came out on the ice and Paul's fucking just had an orgasm in his seat with oh, his pads yeah. oh, and yeah. that that the grandpa that I'm gonna assume it was the grandpa the kid grandpa just turned around and just gave Post the dirtiest look but Post was just committed to just going yeah. off on that it's yeah. like you better you better turn that chair back around bud because <laughs> it's gonna get messy over here <laughs> you're spelling yourself again uh, yeah that, that was actually pretty funny yeah Definitely. They knew what they were getting themselves into when they were standing in front of us in line, and then <laughs> in front of us. At the yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was Sunday, and then immediately the next day we had game one of the preseason against the Washington Capitals, and boy, um, did we see some good shit. Um, if you draw up a preseason game, that is how I want it to be. Even though they lost, um, Boquist. With a just nasty, nasty goal. Um, Nylander with two points. Um, Nylander making a nice move to feed Gus. I mean, it was redirected, but Nylander and Gus get assists. Um, yeah. Oquist feeding Nylander. Um, it was just everything. Like th- Those are the guys I want standing out in this tournament right now. Absolutely. Or training camp. Yeah. Um, and if only Doc was there. That's the only way it could get better. Yeah. I loved. I was watching the highlights from it. and I got to see the the Boquist goal and the way he was able to like corral the puck and go around, like just kind of that, and then just turn like curl and rip it. And it was just yeah. like Whoa. batting it out of midair behind the net too to get it down to himself. Like, oh, and then crazy. that's like a Caner goal where you used to come around the net and just rip it far side or right near side top corner. That angle. I don't know how the hell he got that far side. That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And it. The, the beautiful bar in sound. Oh, it doesn't get better than that. Um, but yeah, and then he had he had a lot of nice plays. You could see him leading the rush a lot, jumping into the play, jumping offensively. Uh, had that nice low shot to Nylander in front of the net who corralled it and then ripped it on net. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck. It was fun to watch those guys play. Yeah, and then um, Sorella, we were trying to figure out on, at the training camp. I could not remember where he came from. And he came Carolina. In, yeah, the Dahan trade. <laughs> and he he looked pretty good out there, too. Um, and he's, like, he's another one that I kind of forgot about. And he's, like, fucking determined to, like, everything, yeah. every comment he's made, he's determined to make this team. And you know what? I think this is, like, amazing how, how deep our team is now right now that we have all these options and it's making you feel so much better about this team. Well, there's so much hunger between yeah. like all the, all the players and it's like yeah. getting super competitive just within the organization. Cause like, you know, who's making the team like for sure, which is yeah. like core guys. And it's like, there's only a couple spots. Those are like those min those little holes that need to be filled in. And it's like, if you get the chance to fill that spot, you don't fuck up. As as hard as you can and as best as you can, because if if you falter at all, someone else is going to be like, "Fine now." Yep. I mean, yeah, we've talked about it time and time and again. I mean, the, it's funny how this like kind of preseason compared to last preseason, how different it is. And mm-hmm. I feel like not a whole bunch has changed. 
I mean, there's been like some good changes, but like, I feel like not a ton has changed between the two, but somehow the prospects are just getting better and better and they're getting closer and closer to playing. And that top, the top like guys that are locked in, like you were talking about are looking even better than we ever thought they could. Yeah. And it's good having Carlton having his like the full, you know, the full season. He has the whole training camp to kind of like, you know, really put in his, his the start of the season instead of 12 games in or whatever it was last year. I mean, you could tell that it, like at what the last half of the season, like they were one of the hottest teams going into the end of the was, season. Yeah, it was like after Christmas, right? Yeah, I mean the system and everything. They uh, they were on fire, and it was just like we had talked about before. It was just like St. Louis ended up being in the same place and just doing slightly better. It's like shit. Yeah. So, so um, um, well, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it today, but Dehan, did you hear what he said about? Trying to make it for game one. No. He came out and he, they asked him if he was going to be able to play in game one. He practiced today with the team and he, um, he said, uh, I'm going to make it my absolute, I'm going to make it absolutely the hardest I possibly can for the doctors and trainers to tell me I'm out for game one. But okay. ultimately, it's, it's their decision, but I'm ready to play. And nice. I'm like, I'm so this guy is fucking there. ready yeah. to go. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked. He's the next Nick Jarmelson. I can't wait. Um, he's also like just as good looking as Jarmelson is too. So like that's like <laughs> we need a good looking defenseman on the back end. That's uh that's Boquist. Well, you know, I mean, until Boquist comes in, yeah, true. We can have two. We can have two hot guys on the team. Um. So yeah, let's uh go back to Nylander for a second, you know, from what we've seen and like so far in training camp, what we've seen at the festival on Sunday and game one, um, is it kind of easier to kind of step off the ledge a little bit about that trade? Not a hundred percent for me. Um, I, it, I mean, each time I see him on the ice, I get a little bit, feel a little bit better about it. Um, we'll see how Yoki Haru does in Buffalo, but I, I really feel like this is going to be like another Dylan Strom coming to Chicago and finding yeah. his way. Cause I mean, just like we said, the, the talents there, it's just the want and there's not many spots left. And I think this kid's pl- sick of playing in the a, yeah, so I, I think he's going to stand out this year, especially with, I've... if he gets put on a line with Taves, like they had a training camp or something, it's, it's going to be an easy season for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, My, like my mindset with it too is like, yeah, he's looking great now, but he's also doing it against his own team and he's doing it in the preseason where it's basically prospects as well right it wasn't like the star guy so until you see in the nhl i'm still not happy but i definitely feel better than i did yeah and like if he starts the season pretty hot he'll be able to like carry that and be like instead of like starting low and then being like shit now i'm like like starting low on yourself sucks because then you're like trying to work so much harder to pick yourself up and you overthink a lot of things. If he starts hot, he can probably just like be like, Oh, now it's flowing and just keep that going throughout the season, which would be really nice. Yeah. Just kind of like, I knew it was there. I'm finally showing it. Like instead of fuck, here we go with another season again. I almost wonder with him though. Like my biggest concern too, with him is the way he talks about how he was in Buffalo. wasn't a good situation, you know, and he's like sort of turned to make the NHL is if he starts in Rockford, is that going to like, is he enough of enough like, a mental case to let that just completely derail him? Or like, do we have to, does he have to start the season on the team? I don't know. I feel like he's that like determination, like that hard work that they talked about was a problem before. I feel like that's 
literally like that switch is like flipped now. Like the just watching him play, he said he talked to his dad and his his brother Willie like all summer and prepared with them all summer. Um, ever since he got traded, I mean, I yeah. I really feel like he's even if he starts in the A, he's not going to be there long. I, f- I feel like no. he's going to be on a hawk pretty much the whole season. <laughs> That's one of the crazy things too is like he's still so young. Like, mm-hmm. And like with all the players that are so young, like the RFAs that just signed, like with them being so good, we expect so much of these young guys already. When like ten years ago, like if he was at this level, like what he's doing, we've been like, he's going to be good. He's yeah. going to yeah. be good. Like give him some time. Like and now it's like so like so hard on them for not being good right away. It's like you especially invest- as a first round pick, right? Um, Bowman yeah, said and, something too that like really made me like actually looking forward to this. And he's like, you know, we got a lot of talent here. Um, a lot of guys that probably deserve to be on the NHL aren't going to start here and vice versa kind of thing. And I'm just like, fuck yeah. Like then that's, that's guy up attitude is what I fucking yeah. am ready for, for this team. Not only that, but you know, if he kind of stays like has a good year, but doesn't do anything crazy, but you can sign him pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He can't hold out like Willie did. You can still get way better, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So that'd be that'd be ideal for the, the Hawks for that cap situation. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Any anything stand out to you guys about Game Two that's going on right now? I know you guys are watching it. Not really. Not a ton of. I don't know. Not like the prospects I want to watch. There's yeah. some there, but um, yeah, like uh. I want to watch Nylander right now. I want to watch Doc. Obviously, he's not there. Yeah, has there been an update on him? No, they just showed him he was out on the ice. I don't know if he was practicing with the team, um, but he was on the ice, so that's good. Um, yeah. Boquist isn't playing. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's There's just like Entwistle's playing, right? Yeah, Entwistle, he is a guy that I want to keep my eye out for. Um, yeah, then you got like Shaw, De- uh, it and Strom as the top yeah, line. So apparently Nien. He's up there. Really too, yep. And uh, that Ver Beauty. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, a couple people are saying, like, Laz, I know, tweeted out, he goes, he would not be surprised if he's in a Blackhawk sweater this year. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they have too many prospects that they would rather get NHL time than have him come try and take another role. Well, I think if, like, it comes down to, like, injury issues and, like, if prospects show that they're not ready for that kind of role, it's, like, Yo, Versteeg, you want to pop up here? Yeah, the only thing with that, too, is we have to sign him still because he's only signed to the Rockford contract. So. Yeah. Um, all and right. Guess, there's not many spots. I don't know. There's not many spots open, I guess, if yeah, if there's, like, an injury up top, that'd be good for him. But, like, he's he's not much of a depth guy right now. I feel like he's kind of moved on from being a, a depth player. Like, when he was on the team before, it was kind of a – he could show skill, but then he could – be like a gritty guy if he needed to be, which right. I don't. I don't know how he could be anymore. So, mm. A lot yeah. of so, things are looking up for the Hawks. Finally, finally, some yeah. kids happened for us. Yeah, so many years have just been wasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's about it for Hawks talk. Let's uh, let's transition over to uh, the NHL. The RFA uh, talk, you mean? Oh, but first, let's go to the big, the biggest news, probably the best news. Oh, yes, um, right. Yesterday, uh, the NHLPA announced that they were declining to reopen the CBA, which means this current CBA will run through the what was it, 22 season, 2022 2021, season? 2021, 2022 season. Yeah, so that's at least three years of more hockey. Um, Don Fair came out. I'll read the statement real quick. Go for it. 
Um, while players have concerns with the current CBA, we agree with the league that working together to address those concerns is the preferred course of action instead of terminating the agreement following the season. Uh, we have been, discussion, it, been having discussions with the league about the extension of the CBA and expect uh, those talks will continue. So uh, cooler heads prevailed. I know I, as soon as I heard Taze talking about escrow and all that, I got really fucking nervous that they were going to decline the CBA. Um, I feel like it, both the players and the management, like we've talked about before, know that this is not the right time to yeah. be stopping hockey. Like they, they can't. Like this is the best the game's ever been. This has literally every team has a superstar and a young stud on their team. Um, the game just keeps growing. They, there's just no way they could get a get a lockout right now. Plus, there's about um, to be a 30 second team. Like you don't right, want to that right before that team starts. Like, exactly, it would have been a lockout for the year that they would come into the league. It's like, uh, but uh, another thing is like going into it. They another reason I feel that way that they know that they can't go into lockout is because they allow they're allowing amendments to the current CBA so that they yeah. can talk about the CBA and make changes that the NHL and the NHLP agree upon. And then, so hopefully by the end of this CBA, they've made enough amendments that they can just extend that as well. And they don't have to worry about maybe going to a lockout or disagreeing on anything. Yeah. With this CBA, they're allowed to do uh, like a three or four year extension, I believe. Yeah. But that's what I saw. They might be able to do more. I just saw that it, it was like possible to have like a three or four year extension. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah that's what I, I saw too. So, I mean, it could end up being a six, seven year extension total for the cba so oh you mean just like to- not extension but like like if they current, extended current it from this yeah, yeah current contract could end up being like seven years or so yeah, be hopefully, nice. ideally though they'll come with a better they'll come to terms on a cba that they'll be able to get long term so That'd be nice. um yeah so that was the main thing that was big big story which takes makes all of us feel better um and then once training camp started on friday boy did the contracts get signed? Yeah, not a lot of guys uh, wanted to go play in Europe, apparently, even though they said that they did. Oh, weird. Weird, so, weird. weird how they didn't want to pay, get paid a couple hundred thousand when they could have got paid a couple million. Just want to say that uh, I'm pretty sure it all happened once the Pierlini contract fell. Yeah, it started it falling. had to be. <laughs> they were like, wow, this guy finally signed. We got to fucking get going. Yeah. yeah but, geez, um, all the big, a lot of big ones, you know, Zach Lorensky. Like Josh Morrissey, Ivan Provorov, Mitch Marner, Charlie McAvoy, Brock Besser, Travis Konechny, like Brandon Carlos, like kind of up there, but like yeah. those are big names that are young guys that all signed. A lot of it's it's funny too because it's like a lot of these guys waited so long and held out for so long, and it's like most of them, it's like really that's that's all you got for it. Like a lot of a lot of bridge deals, which you're expecting are going to be a little bit lower than what I'm sure they wanted for a long term which I'm surprised there's a lot of bridge deals, but at the same time, kind of not too surprised because everybody's waiting for the uh, the cap to go up the next couple of years, and then they're yeah. going to get paid again. Yeah. How does Boston keep getting away with these, like, fucking team-friendly contracts? Like, holy shit. So I feel like, well, one, I feel like it's a domino effect. You see one guy do it, especially, like, a guy, Patrice Bergeron, you see him do it. It's like, all right, like, if this guy, one of the best guys on the team, is going to do it, like I feel like I, I have to follow along. You know, he's a leader. Ray Marchand, his contract was not a steal when he signed it. He wasn't no. putting up a hundred points. But um, I mean, like if you look at it, a lot of guys are getting old on that team. Charlie McAvoy is probably like 
I'll take a little bit of a discount, see how far we can go. Once this is up, though, like that's my time to get paid. And that his last year, he's getting seven point three. So his fourth yeah. year, he's guaranteed to get that seven point three at least. Yeah. So. so he's what he signed was three year, fourteen point seven million with an average hit of four point nine million. Right, and then like you know what he was saying. So in the last year, he's getting seven point three. Yeah. That's his whole well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. salary. And so for his last year. Um, as an RFA status as a 26-year-old, in order to do a qualifying offer to them, they have to match that price rather than like the the a actual annual value. They would have to match like the 7.3 at least. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's pretty much how all those bridge deals went. That they were so back heavy because they want they want to make sure that fourth year that um they get fucking paid. Yeah. Just that last year of, of their RFA status. Some guys right. aren't aren't there fourth year or so like somewhere a little bit younger too so um, so take did you guys out- see did you guys see besser's contract yeah yeah he no signing bonus or three million in signing bonus 3.33 yeah. and then zero signing bonus and then 7.5 at the end so yeah he's another guy making about 7.5 but it's hilarious because his base salaries only 700 and then it goes up to three and then it goes up to seven yes yeah, i mean <laughs> So I mean, yeah, it's just like I said, that's a lot of the the bridge deal stuffs going going um, heavy back ended. So all right, so before, I was gonna ask a couple other questions about these contracts, but I just want to get into it because it might be a little bit Mitch Marner. So yeah. yeah, so I mean, obviously he signed. What is your so first of all, what's your takeaway from it? Um, I don't. They, there's so much. So. Yeah, there's 65 million much. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. It shouldn't be that much. No. So he gets 10.893 um as an AAV. I personally I'm paying probably nine and a half for him. I'm not paying that much. Um and I understand that they had to get a deal done. It's there's just so many factors. So it's I look at it as in they got him signed and he's on the team for the next um, six years. And not only that, but they have Nylander, Matthews, Marner, and Tavares locked up for the next five at least. Plus they've got Alexander Ker- Kerfoot, Andreas Janssen, Casperi um, Captain locked up also for the, at least another three years. Um, and they have Morgan Riley for another three years, which I know they're that's the only defenseman they have to sign after this year. But this is a team that looks like that they can make a decent run and – if this is a team that makes it far and ends up winning anything, um, who gives a shit what happens next year? Right. Who gives a shit who you have signed? But then you get into it and you hear Mitch Marner got two offer sheets and he turned both of them down because he wants to be in Toronto so bad. And I'm like, the kid, the kid was never going to leave. You could have held, you could have held out on him, and there was no way he was leaving. Um, he wanted to be in Toronto. He's from Toronto. He wanted to be the superstar. I mean, you could have gotten him for way cheaper. But at the same time, too, it's um, you don't know what that cap's supposed to go up to. They're projecting a hundred million in the next like three or so years. So I mean, it's only been going up every single year. So I mean, in a couple of years, when you're spending what fifty percent on four players, um, it's yeah. not going to look as bad in the next couple of years as as that contract goes on. Like halfway through it, it's not going to look as bad as it is now. 
right. You know, I'm like looking at their contracts right now. Like, it actually doesn't seem like the worst situation in the world because for forwards, they their top nine are locked. Their top nine are locked, and then like the they have like guys on like rookie contracts or less than that kind of contracts, mm-hmm. and only three of them have contracts out of the six that are up next year. One's like Jason Spezza. So I'm assuming like if you wanted to come back league minimum, you can also get a bunch of veteran guys that would probably want to be on that team for league minimum. Yeah. Um, and then when you're looking at defense, you have That's scary. <laughs> ODCC, you have Jake Muzzin, um, both making four and 4.5. Like sure. Like that frees up and maybe you don't get them back, but maybe you can get some younger defensemen that, so, are, that you can get for that 4 million and that 4.5. And, and then, that, in that scenario, you could probably get Muzzin on a little bit of a higher. I mean, you could probably get him for another four million. He's thirty years old. Uh, he won two yeah, cups, and after his more. cups, he's he's making four million still. I mean, you could probably <clears> get him on that, or maybe like four and six. a half or something. Probably six, maybe. But I mean, he's like I said, he's thirty. Um, yeah. Cody Cece's probably gone after this year. That's four and yeah. a half guaranteed, freed up. Tyson Berry is the hard one because he's he's gonna want to get paid. And yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna get paid, back and he's going to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, you have the younger guys that are on like league minimum contracts that you could probably just, just yeah, just like a million then, and yeah, Justin Hall and Martin Marincin are both supposed to be uh, pretty high uh, prospects for them, so they're they're gonna be leaning on them too a lot after this year, especially seeing after who else gets signed. Yeah, so I mean, they're not in the worst cap trouble. Like, it could definitely be better, but you know, when like it's the kind of things like when the Hawks were like in cap hell, but they were still like really good. Where you're able, all, to, you're able to pull some players towards you, and that will take a little bit less money just because of they can see how special that team is, and they are like usually older guys that are like looking for a cup, and they'll probably want to jump on that train and help out for because they've already made their money, so they'll come on and be like, yeah, let's fucking win this shit and go. And good, and the good teams find a way to make it work. They yeah, always the, find a way. And then the difference between the Hawks and the Leafs situations too is that the Leafs they there's this optimism of the cap, like you said, the cap going up. But the Hawks, we knew it was not going to go up as much as it, it's going to possibly go up for the Leafs. So I mean, that's definitely. I mean, you're playing with fire a little bit by you know banking on that a little bit, but. But also the other thing too with the Hawks is they our good guys didn't get paid paid until like they had already won everything so so yeah now it's fucking us yeah i mean but that's like the thing that's kind of worth it you know like right if toronto doesn't win anything on these contracts like in the next eight years like was it really worth it to pay these guys that much right does kyle dubas get seeking a little warm or is it just way too early Absolutely. No way! Are you kidding me? I'm just, I'm just, I'm. Not, I don't think so. I'm just generally asking. <laughs> yeah, you better like, get defensive right now. Um, <laughs> I'm just generally asking if you guys think that because look at his of, track record since he's came in. Though he got know, everybody said that you couldn't get the big three signed. He he went out and got John Tavares as a UFA, and he got the big three signed. So he's got the big yeah. four signed up. He went out and traded and made their defense better. Losing Jake Gardner, going out and getting Jake Muzzin last year, and then going out and getting Tyson Berry. Um, picking up Alexander Kerfoot after moving Kadri to basically replace him. Like he has a great track record right now. He's done very, very well. And he went out and got, um, um, Jason. David Clark- no, da- yeah. <laughs> David Clarkson's contract back to wiggle around another fucking mess up within the cap system. Um, yeah. so where they can get the full, full effect of the, uh, the IR instead yeah. of just, just like half of whatever it would have been. The little LTIR baby. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no way. If anything, it's the the top four that are on this. I mean, 
after Nylander holding out for money, Marner holding out for money, Matthews getting paid, probably getting to see this year, those three guys are on the hot seat. All right, but here, playing devil's advocate, though, too, he, he got those guys locked down. Everybody said they couldn't, but say the cap doesn't go up the way it's supposed to or and he gets in a situation where they're not they, they haven't won anything and now he is, within two years, are having to sell this assets off this team to try to make it work. If That's, you have those... If you have those four locked up, I think you'll be okay. Um, I'm pretty sure if he also wanted to sell off any of those guys because it's not living up to the hype. Um, I think Tavares is probably the only one that has a no movement clause. Yeah, I was just saying until the end of it. Yeah. 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 Also, Matthews doesn't have one until the last last year of his contract, and then Marner's the last two years of his. Yeah, because those are his. Those are UFA years on his for sure. And then Nylander has got a modified no-trade clause in the last year of his. So in the next four years, he could possibly trade any one of them if he felt like it. So, And even if they're not living up to like the height that they have money-wise, you could still get a shit ton for them just because the potential is always going to be there for those guys. Well, yeah, they've already shown that they're like elite players. Right. And again, like I said, I don't think that I'm just trying to, you know. Whatever, Jerem. Shut up, um, Jack. <laughs> Um, so Go pick up after- some poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jaren picked up poop on Sunday before the training camp. <laughs> it was dark. Leave me alone. Bare hand. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, besides the Marner contract, was there any contracts that kind of stood out to you guys? Like either like, holy shit, that was great. Or like, what the fuck were they thinking? Honestly, I think that Besser contract's pretty good. Um, yeah. I know it's only three years, but I think that's pretty good. I still understand Spurgeon getting seven point five. That's kind of crazy. I know he was a UFA, but um, I think just Minnesota loves Spurgeon. Yeah, he, Ivan Pro. They have nobody else to throw money at. Yeah, Pro like, That was a good contract, also. Yeah, dude, he's like he's like one of those guys in Philly that you don't really hear about because it's like usually Giroux and like Borchek and stuff like that. Right. But, and like, Ghost Pro-Brof, was Pro-Brof is, yeah Pro-Brof was a fan there. Yeah. I didn't realize he was only twenty two. Yeah, he's he's sick. <laughs> um, yeah, Wierenski's contract. Honestly, a lot of these signings are good. Wierenski's got a good contract, especially with yeah. how much money Columbus has. They could have thrown so much more at him. Um, Josh Morrissey, yeah, I think that's I think that's going to be a steal in a couple of years. He's a solid defenseman for them in Winnipeg. Yeah, I like him. He's good. That's oh, yeah. Like I said, a lot of these are Winnipeg. Yeah. So speaking of Winnipeg, fucking. Oh yeah, that's right. Patrick Line. Patrick Line is an SC Burn. And like I was telling the boys earlier, like Miko Rondon just went out there to practice with them. But I'm pretty, I guarantee Miko Rondon's going to be on Colorado really soon. They're, they're they have so much money to not. Like, they have 18 million cap space. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, I'm sure he's probably looking. I mean, wait, Braden Point's not even signed either, too. That's one nope. of the things. So it's just him and Braden Point are like the two big guys still. Oh, Matthew Chuck, I don't think he's signed still either. Kyle Connor too. And Kyle Connor, yeah. And yeah, I, so it's I, like I would, I would it's, totally sign Kyle Connor before I would sign fucking Patrick Line. 100%. Well, at, at the same point too, Patrick Line is like it's almost like he's trying to get himself traded. Right, like he's making like he wants he, out. There was the comments I fucking wish I remember saved them or where he was saying like he's pretty much shitting on Winnipeg, saying like any other team if he's on he would be on a top line playing with the best players, and over in Winnipeg he's he's stuck on the second line with a rotation of line mates. Well, that's because the top I mean, line is Kyle Connor and Shifley and Wheeler. Right. And they're so absolutely disgusting, and they're fucking, and I just they're actually just, wise players. Yeah, and also they don't fucking take any games off or months where you 
you score 17, half of your goals in a month, and then the, the other months you're unheard of. I feel like he's just going to, he's going to flame out and he's going to be a absolute bust. Like, trade him for Pooley Arby. Have him blind it. Go play with McDavid. Bring back um, uh, Yakupov. Trade him oh, for Yakupov. Oh, God. Um, well, so you have to trade yeah, so we'll s- You just hand him yeah. a burger and just be like, you want to play? <laughs> Yo, you want to you wanna come back? Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's funny too because it's like everybody was so concerned about uh, Marner and the Leafs and how are they going to do it, and you, now you got the other. There's two Canadian teams that have big name guys that aren't signed and aren't even talking. It seems like. I definitely feel like the the groundwork now. Some of the contracts signed for Kachuk. I think he's going to be signed pretty soon too. That there's kind of a couple more off like contracts out there to compare it to and be like, all right, take this type of deal. Um, they only have like just under seven million in cap space, which they have is... no. They only have just over six, dude. It's at six point three. Oh, six point three. I misread that. My bad. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah he so... wanted like ten and a half. He wanted ten and a half. That's what the rumor was. Oh, that's a that's a high asking price. But I mean, yeah, that's gonna be rough. And then, yeah. what's he gonna do though? Like, is he gonna go to his homeland in Finland? Mm. He's gonna go back to St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> And then, or Arizona. I think his dad's in Arizona now. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. And then Tampa Bay has just under 8.5. Which is probably... You could probably sign point at 8. Amount for point. Yeah, I mean, no no state income tax, you know? You could probably get him at 8. Even if it's like a three-year deal. I mean, look at... I mean, Man. Stan Coast is making 8.5. Kucherov, 9.5. Don't think he gets more money than those guys. And Kucherov just signed that too. Yeah. Like, how are you going to argue that you deserve more than Kuch? So I think he probably be like <clears> the, <throat> the six, the five point five six range. No, he'd probably be closer to like seven point five. Seven. Yeah, yeah, he's that. He's like on that top line with them. Oh. Oh. Put up ninety two points last year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that whole team is stupid. That's insane. But. Um, yeah, Fun stuff. So. there's still a few things happening before season really starts up, and then we'll get all of our uh, predictions in for what the teams are going to look like. We'll yeah. see. A couple we'll good interviews nice. coming up. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. And if you're not a Hawks fan, definitely the last episode before the start of the season you're not going to like because all Hawks, baby. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a fun. Hawks episode. There you go. Yeah, but, hopefully Pokes will be with us in the next few. Yeah. yeah. Something else well, happens. He's got like four other windows on his car that he <laughs> broke. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay. And she just yelled at me for that one. <laughs> you know what You know what just happened last time I made fun of Pokes? Yeah. yeah. Turned off. <laughs> so watch your car, bud. So, yeah. So unless you guys got anything else? No, we're all good. Let's, uh, Kubelik's got two today. Hey, yeah. There we go. Three right now, huh? That's about it. Looking good. All right. Well, thank you so much for checking in episode 73, the 73. Nice. The 73. (laughs) For myself, Noli Tanner, and the Spirit of Poets. See you, Uh, boys. We'll see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye. Follow the boys on Twitter at WCB Podcast, on Instagram at WCB Podcast, and like them on Facebook, the Windy City Benders Podcast.